a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to a Village in Crisis podcast with Neil McDermott and Lee Phillips. Uh, this week we'll be looking at bad driving and parking woes, but before we do that, let's check in on Lee. Lee, how are you? Um, good. Nothing to report. Uh, really, pretty. Just work, work the last week. Nothing to report. Nothing of interest. No, uh, no funny stories that I can think of. Um, although I did do some uh, recordings with my good friend, the Pakistani dishwasher Shaquille. You did, and you sent them to me, and it turned out your accent was actually fairly accurate. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What was funny was, actually, when I sent you that video, you then wrote back to me, why do you sound like Steve McLaren when he joined the Dutch club? Yeah. And if you don't speak like that, he doesn't understand anything. Right. He's a, he's a very uh, amusing amusing man. When he he makes up just random nonsense when he wants to for example, when he wants to go downstairs, he says he's going downtime. But <laughs> he's probably just doing anything to get rid of you. Um I I made I made a commitment to you last week i don't know if you remember i okay. said that i would watch saltburn oh yeah what did you reckon overhyped <laughs> I, who overhyped it me or people in general no, people in general because i um, say it was a good film yeah first half very good but after an hour i said sir this is a good film and then it went where it went, and I won't, you know, no spoilers for listeners that haven't seen it yet. But I think you need to see a director's cut, you know, it's probably an hour longer, to explain any motivation for it going the way it went. Do you know what? That is a, that's an incredible uh, analysis, review, because that is the only real missing that's the only thing that stops it being like a nine out of ten. Yeah, the why. The why. It, there is no. Uh, it had a real sort of. I thought it had a real sort of. Um, Sebastian Falk's Engelby feel to it. If you've read that. Well, I haven't read that actually. Huh? I don't know. No, I don't Strange. think so. Yeah. It's an amazing book. My dad got kicked out of a, <laughs> actually, this is funny. My dad got kicked out of a book club uh, over that book. Really? Yeah. Why? So he joined a book club and it was just these sort of like old people doing, um, I think there was like five or six of them. And they just yeah. rotated. You recommend the book and then you host a dinner okay. the next month. And it's like a, a monthly thing. And my dad um decided to choose Engelby. Right. By Sebastian it is Sebastian Fawkes, isn't it? 
It could well be. I'm going to just double check because I didn't know I was going to tell this story. Um, yeah, it's, is it about, think, you know what? I might have read that book. It's a, I think it's based in Cambridge. It's about a nutter that goes to university and um, does nutter stuff. Uh, anyway, so my dad's chosen this book. He's got the five or six people come round. And he's uh, basically got, if they say there are five people there reviewing it, he's got four people giving it five-star reviews. Right. And one person's giving it a four out of five. Yeah. And he could not process why everyone didn't give it a five out of five. (laughs) And he let the woman know in no uncertain terms. He said... I think it went this way. What was wrong with it? What? What? what why? Why didn't you get a five out of five? And she's, like, I just didn't like it. I, he goes, but you don't have to like the subject matter. It's Sebastian Falks. It's Ingleby. It has to have a five out of five. Right. And then he basically started then questioning her integrity and and. Uh, <laughs> well, did he and, think she was marking him down on purpose? Was it some kind of competition, like? Um... Have you seen four in a bed where they go around to each other's B and Bs and they search or, everywhere or for dust? Or something similar to uh, that. Um, come dine with me. Come dine with me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. There was no money involved or anything. He he just took extreme umbrage at Engleby not getting a five star review from everyone who'd read it. And then he actually asked if she had read it all, and it, it went down <laughs> that boat. <laughs> Did he then say um, maybe you didn't get it? Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, apparently. When he was telling me the story, I just like had my head in my hands, <laughs> thinking to myself, my God, he's like socially inept sometimes. Um, yeah, but then he was uh, told to leave the the book club. <laughs> well, I don't think Nick's cut out the book club. So anyway, no. Stockburn, I'm giving a seven out of ten. Um, all right. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'd probably give it something like a seven and a half. Yeah, it, I can understand the half. Yeah. I mean, it, it was clever, but it wasn't as if I didn't see it. You knew something was coming. Apparently, it's so big, it's so high because it's a big TikTok moments. So it's been massive, like some clips from it being massive on TikTok, and that's why it's ended up being so hyped. I wonder if we're going to, this could be a problem where filmmakers are starting to make films on the basis yeah. that clips could be used on TikTok and thus promote its popularity without actually doing the work of a decent filmmaker. Of, and, of a narrative. Yeah. Three or four that, big moments that are going to get out there on TikTok. Yeah. Did you I do mean, there were, there were three or four moments in it where... I'll yeah. just have my lunch. I don't really want to think about them. Um, did you do any on on that note? Did you do anything nice for Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I picked my wife up from the airport. She was away on business, so I picked her up in the evening, and we had a bottle of champagne. That was it. Nice. Nothing out of the ordinary. Drink champagne all the time, so. Uh, we had the death of a gerbil. One of uh, my daughter's gerbils died on Valentine's Day. So that was a, Valentine's Day massacre. Yeah, that was a bit of a trauma. Uh, I've got a, 
a, a story for you that I think you'll like. What happened uh, my to the gerbil? Got... Hang Pardon? on, what happened to the gerbil? Oh, well, actually, in the end, it was quite nice. But in the morning, or well, someone went in in the morning and then said to Sal, she goes, look, look how DJ's sleeping. So she goes... <laughs> With his <laughs> eyes open. Yeah. She said, she said, get your dad. You know, I, by and large, I'm nothing to do with these gerbils, but suddenly one's on its last leg. Suddenly I'm called in. Yeah. Um, get your dad. So I came down. I was like, right, what, what's going on? She said, I think DJ's dead. I said, OK, it was before my daughter had woken up. So I said, OK, well, let's get him out. I'd, I've kept old phone boxes as coffins for gerbils in readiness for this moment. So I put some of the bedding and stuff in the phone box. I said, well, let's get him out, put him in here, and then we'll wake her up and say that he's passed away. Got him out. As I picked him up, he just twitched a little bit and just moved. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You're going to bury him alive. Yeah. <laughs> put, put him down, put him down in, the, uh, in the phone box, and he just kind of cuddled up a little bit to go to sleep. And my daughter came down and said, oh, I think he's passed away. And she said, oh, can I hold him? I'm like, yeah. So she picked him out and he just had this sudden burst of like eyes open, tried to walk, but was all over the fucking place. Like, like it was absolutely hammered. Which um, bit of this is the nice bit, by the way? Well, then she held him and she held him for a couple of hours and he just gently passed away in her arms. So she didn't have to go to school? Uh, well, she went to school about 11-ish. You let your daughter stay at home to hold the gerbil and let it die in her hands. Yeah, because I think compassion is a valuable life lesson. Absolutely. I'm not, not, I'm not, I couldn't agree more. I wish somebody had taught me. I wish I was allowed to stay home from school and hold a dying gerbil. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, my Valentine's. But I've got another story for you. I was just going to ask if you had another story. I do. My mate has got a dog. It's a cockapoo or something like that. You know, the popular little, like, curly-haired furry ones at the moment that everyone's got. Well, there's, um, a, whole, there's a whole array of them, aren't there? Yeah, cavapoo, cockapoo, all those different things. Uh, anyway, this dog has got a big dick. Like, dick to dog ratio, he's got a fairly big dick. And what we're talking percentage uh, it's a dick you'd expect to see on a bigger dog let's say okay uh, say anyway dog, let's say the dog's half a meter long how big's the dick i don't know it, it's noticeably flopping around when you when you held it did it fit in your hand nicely or <laughs> <laughs> anyway my mate's got this um like hand puppet that he plays with the the dog with like and gets it all wound up and it's like oh come on dog like playing with that the hand like with the dog and going oh yes yeah like attacking him and the dog loves this puppet and so on so on he's playing with him on the bed and um he turns around to his wife he goes oh dog's just pissed on me and his wife turns around and said that ain't piss and it was on his (laughs) it was on his face (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I first thing I'm saying is, I think he was looking for that reaction. <laughs> well, winding it up into such a frenzy yeah, yeah, on yeah. purpose. I think you know when you wind a dog up like that, that it's. I mean, it wasn't like it just. He must have seen like the little lipstick penis thing come out. Must have done, especially on this dog. I'm calling suspicious circumstances on this one. Um, I've got a bit more animal talk for you, actually, before we move on to the main threads. Because yeah. um, uh, there was a question in the village about animals. It's from Laura Lizard, and she's asking yeah. the question, what to do with a cold lizard? And then she's got a photograph of what looks like a lizard in her hand. They're cold-blooded anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Nelly Newcomb. I was going to say, they need to be in a warm environment. Yeah. Well, Nelly Newt comes on and says, isn't that a newt? If so, it's native and adapted to this environment and probably happy enough where you found him or in a nice damp leaf pile nearby if he was on a path. But then Edna Expert comes in and says, hi, lizards have five toes and newts have four. A good way to tell them apart if you're not sure. I thought that was quite a useful bit of information. That is very, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a lizard in Britain. Well, Nick News to Me comes in, says, is it a lizard? I didn't know we had lizards. Beautiful. And Edna Expert says, we have three lizards native to the UK. The common lizard, the sand lizard, very rare and only found in a few isolated locations down south. And the slow worm, which is a legless lizard. Slow worm. Is that that like big brown thing with sort of shiny casing sort of thing? I don't know. I'll look one up. But it does kind of put the uh, five toes um, argument out the window. Yeah. But I suppose that is more useful if you're trying to um, determine Uh, between. Yeah, it's like a little snake. uh, Yeah, but that's classed as a lizard. I wasn't far off with my description. It's also called a deaf adder, a slow worm, a blind worm, or regionally a long cripple. Or a hazel worm. I'm also on yeah. Wikipedia, mate. Yeah. Long cripple's a bit of a long cripple's a bit of a harsh name for it. Hasn't got any legs, long cripple. <laughs> <laughs> um on the animal theme I saw this post and it made me laugh. Uh, simply because of the dis- the description of the person involved. Uh, just had a knock on the door from the RSPCA. Cut him off when speaking, saying we don't give to door knocking charities. He said he was not a charity. He was from the RSPCA and they had a call about animal cruelty. Told him he was at the wrong address as we have no animals. Said he wanted to speak about something else, but we'll leave as obvious. I didn't want to speak to him. Young guy, dark blonde hair and stubble. Big gold rings on his fingers and one of them a distinctive snake that wrapped halfway up his finger. Certainly was not from the RSPCA investigating animal cruelty, as was on foot by himself with a little clipboard that was falling to pieces. <laughs> that guy couldn't have made himself look more of a criminal. Um, actually, this brings me on. My dad, I spoke to my dad a few days ago and he was out in the field with the dog and I just I was ready to just hang up straight away because I couldn't hear a word he was saying. And yeah. then he comes on with the old, Oh, well, I actually had something I wanted to ask you. 
Oh, go on then. Um, he said he had somebody call up um, from Dyson offering to come right. and service his Dyson Hoover for 29 okay. quid. And I said, right. Um, and I just let him uh, talk through because I was ready to just stop him straight away. He yeah. he off his own back for it. It sounded a bit weird. So he called up Dyson. No, actually, he didn't think it was a bit weird at first. He called up Dyson to rebook the time that they'd made the appointment. Right. And the woman <laughs> said, and the woman on Dyson said, we don't we don't do that. It's all online. And we would send you would send it to us via courier yeah. and it cost 99 pounds. He went, oh, and then the, the woman said to him, I would be very careful and probably not let that person in your house. Sound advice from Dyson. Yeah. And I now realise that my dad is now at that age where he could be easily conned. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it doesn't, I mean, I can imagine they would have, I mean, at the, the best case scenario would have been they came round, they fiddled about with it and said, oh, I need to take the Dyson Hoover with me. Yeah. And then they take the Dyson Hoover and they go and flog it online and he's been ripped off. Robbed yeah. that way. Worst case scenario is they go in, beat him to death and steal everything. Yeah. That is a bad. Would they That's kill the dog ending. as well? They'd probably steal the dog as well. Yeah. Worth a lot of money. Um, so, yeah. Well, that would have been I, bad news. That, I mean, that. Does he have a Dyson? Yeah. So I, my theory was that, <laughs> I said, does, does it need repairing? No, it works fine. I said, so why were you having them around then? <laughs> well, cheap service, wasn't it? And I went, yeah, bloody cheap. Too good to be true, I'd say. <laughs> um, um, my theory was that they just had a database. They'd ripped off like, the, the the information and then they'd just been trying their luck, probably trying to get... I, I doubt. I, I'd imagine it's not as... Um, it's clever as that. It'd just be a numbers game. They'll just phone 200 people a day and 30 might have Dyson's. Yeah, you might be right. Um, I know I said we'd be talking about cars this week, but there was a totally random post on the Village Facebook um, that got me onto that theme um, because I, I then looked up the person who put this post on and saw something else she'd put on. But how is this for a random post that someone has put on the Village Facebook? And it has since been deleted. It's from Rita Random. To all my lovely friends who said what film star good looks my daughter has when showing off the wedding photos 12 years ago, you were right. I think she gives Miss Benosh a run for her money. Still pretty good looking today, given her endless teaching, parenting, cooking and studying, etc. And then she's got a picture of the daughter on her wedding day a picture of Juliette Binoche and a picture of her daughter today. Please send me all of those. I will. Now, so that I can respond. OK, I'll send them to you now. I'm going to say, well, first of all, I'd imagine this has been taken down because her daughter got in touch and said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Take that post down <laughs> off Facebook immediately. I wanted to um, respond straight away, but I want to see the pictures before I do. Um, it's mental, obviously. Yeah. I don't know who Benoche is. It sounded like some kind of sex move I'd never heard of. You'll recognise Juliet Benoche. All right, here we go. 
So who we got there? The one on the so left is the... The one on the left is her on her wedding day. I'd say yeah. attractive, attractive, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Better Top looking right. than Benosh. Yeah, better looking than Benosh. She's actually done her a disservice. Um, and uh, then, she's got um, sort of a J-Lo look about her. Yeah. And then bottom right is where we are today. Yeah, obviously teaching and parenting has taken its toll, but not too bad. <laughs> no, not too bad at all. Twelve years. Um, pardon? Twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. Yeah. But wedding day, much better than Benoche. Yeah, easily. I don't recognise Benoche. I don't know what she does. But also, given her endless teaching, parenting, cooking and studying, is yeah. it endless is there no end to it? <laughs> Why won't this shepherd's pie cook? <laughs> I can't believe I'm still studying to be a teacher. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to quit on it and start teaching. Because yeah. it's endless. Yeah. It's endless. Mental. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. Who? Um, that makes no sense. Like a lot of stuff <laughs> that we've gone through. <laughs> But who put something like that up on a village Facebook page? Some proud mum. Yeah. That wants Who's having a moment. No, she has an attractive daughter. Maybe she's newly divorced. And that's, the daughter. Uh, oh, what? So she's just. Ah, yeah. Maybe the daughter's newly divorced, split up, separated, whatever, and the mum's just trying to do her a favour and doesn't realise that she's already getting loads of it on Tinder. Yeah. Um, and she's. Just, just gone out there and trying to she's just trying to put her daughter in the shop window in an old-fashioned type <laughs> way she's touting anyway yeah. so i don't know reach around touting out her own daughter <laughs> have you got a picture of the mum she's probably wearing like a huggy bear uh fur coat and twirling in a cane <laughs> yeah. she looks I like haven't. a dad <laughs> i haven't unfortunately um, so I had a look through Rita's. I, I thought I need to know a bit more about Rita. And, and this is something else she'd put on. Tuesday night, a little like key artwork. Thank you very much. If anyone has CCTV camera along such and such road, I'd be grateful if you could please check and PM me. It would have been after 10 p.m., I suspect. I only just discovered this as I always leave in the dark. So there's a picture of her car door and it has been badly keyed. That is never, I don't think key in a car is a random act of violence. Well, the first person to comment, and I think this is an absolute power move. I, I've called this guy Gary Guilty. He <laughs> says, <clears throat> he says, I suspect if the car was parked like this at the time, it would be someone trying to get by rather than a random act of vandalism. I've seen lots of posts in here with people moaning about such parking. Probably one of them. Is well, this him coming on saying? Got, yeah, it's got nothing to do car. with parking, has it? Would parking cause? Well, has Gary come on and essentially said, "I've done this because I didn't like where it was parked." Ah. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I suspect if the car was parked like this at the time, it would be someone trying to get by rather than a random act of vandalism. Oh, is that what you suspect, Gary? 
(laughs) (laughs) Just a hunch, is it, Gary? Is this suspicion based on any true information you might have at your disposal? (laughs) Gary. Gary. Um, Sam Speculate comes on and says, Gary, the car trying to get by would have had to reverse back and forth to get a pattern like that on the door. This looks like it was keyed intentionally. And Gary says, that's what I mean. Someone on foot who took offence to the car being parked on the pavement and keyed it. Now, from this photo, on the pavement, you can't see that from this photo. But if the car's parked on the pavement. That shows a whole new light on it. She's asking. I hate people who park on pavements. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. You don't do that. Not unless it's designated. Well, Rita Random says it would be far worse if we parked on the road. And I think cars would have produced straight lines. And then Gary Guilty continues with his power move and says it would have been a person. I wasn't suggesting a car hit it. A disgruntled walker, more than likely. Someone with a pram or wheelchair, perhaps. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds sounds like there's a lot of information there. Yeah. (laughs) does he have any kids oh i should have looked at him as well actually um and then that thread goes on and on i i I just liked it that it was from that same woman and gary guilty came on with a power move um and then it made me think well we've been sent a couple of threads about cars and parking from our listeners so i thought it was a good opportunity to to have a look at those so this first one is from a place called Stanwell. Um, and it's a it's posted by an anonymous participant. And it says, hi, all. I've been a little bit naughty today. I got pulled by an unmarked police car, black BMW, earlier today for not indicating a few times when I should have, should have. After a little conversation in the back of his car, I left with three points on my license and a hundred pound fine. The police officer said I was driving without due care and attention and should be indicating to let other other road users other road users know where I'm going. Be aware they are watching you, and that's in capital letters. Mm. What do you think about people who don't indicate? Uh, Bellend. Yeah. Real, absolutely. Like first reading there. You- I thought to myself, three points and a hundred quid, that's harsh. And then I just instantly remembered how absolutely irritating and and like thoroughly pissed off I get people who don't indicate. Yeah. Especially if they come out into your lane. Just boom, in front of you. I don't like people who, who are in front of me and then turn turn off the road. No, that's true. Any non indication is annoying. Yeah. Well, Glenda, like good, Glenda Good News is of the same thought. She says, good, they need to get the unsafe drivers. Yeah. An anonymous participant says, excuse me, but I am a safe driver. I keep to the speed limit, never had an accident. And what's a betting I've been driving longer than you? I love the people who say I've never had an accident. Yeah. What's uh, what's happening yeah. behind you, Mr. McGee? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Bean leaving a trail of carnage in his way. Yeah. As he doesn't indicate. It, 
fucking dickhead. Yeah, but no, I've never had an accident. If you had nobody behind you, like nobody in front of you is going to give a shit if you indicate or not, right? Yeah. It's literally just the people behind you. So you're never going to see if you're involved in an accident, in theory. No. Well, I'd imagine that the person not indicating isn't using his mirrors either. So he's got no idea what's going on behind him. No. I'm a very and I've been driving longer than you as if that's yeah oh, oh well that's all right then yeah my mother-in-law's had a driving license longer than me and I can guarantee I'm a better driver than her <laughs> yeah and I am a safe driver well you've been fined 100 pounds today and have put three points on your license for not driving safely oh, yeah the evidence suggests you're not a safe driver yeah well, Glenda Goodnews says, good as in the police are out there. Usually there are lots of moaning that they aren't around. You said yourself you've been naughty today. So what do you want from this post? Applause? I'm not the one who got pulled over and got those points. And he says, I'm, I'm just warning people, OK? I don't want a medal for this. <laughs> what kind of medal would he have yeah. got? If he did want a medal, what kind of medal would he have got for it? I don't know. Well, Glenda Good News comes in and says, warning people of what, though? If I drive NAF, I accept I'm going to get pulled over. So it's good then that the police are out there. And then she says, and the fact that you're anonymous, too. So this is, you know, she's now thinking something a bit funny about this guy. He responds, yeah, so I don't want people to know who I am. I think I have a right to be anonymous. Yeah. Doesn't add credibility, does it, no. when you're anonymous? And Glenda Goodnews says, anonymous participant, OK. But to me, a bit of a cop-out. And then she doesn't say excuse the pun, and I think she should have done. If you think the police have not judged you, if you think the police have not judged you right, then you should appeal. Yeah, nothing like appealing against uh, 100 quid and three points. Yeah, that you've absolutely nailed on guilty about. <laughs> um have you make sense comes in license? oh sorry have you had any points on your driver's license yes three so points it was for it i don't know if i've told you about it on here is when we were just coming back from our road road trip around europe that you'd been part of and we'd left you in where did we leave copenhagen. you sweden copenhagen, copenhagen. yeah um and then we'd driven back, we'd gone to Hamburg and then to Amsterdam and then we were driving back. And it was in my mate's um, adapted Volkswagen Sharon that was adapted to fit his brother's wheelchair in the back. So in the back, mm-hmm. as you know, there was a, a gap. And my mate's car was said, oh, I'm knackered. I'm going to lie on the floor in the back and have a snooze. So he went for sleep. And I said, I'll drive. And we were probably about 40 miles from home 30 miles from home even just on the a14 and i was absolutely razzing. it was the a14 was empty and i was absolutely razzing it and i was like taking racing lines around the corners and stuff and i, I said to my other mate who was awake i was going to him, this is why i'm so good at go-karting and just as <laughs> <laughs> just as i said that there was this woo like sirens come on i was like oh fuck me and the bloke um so he pulled me over and uh, he, he said, 
Uh, do you understand the basic theory of time over distance travelled, whatever? I was like, oh, loosely. Um, fortunately, in this time, my mate had managed to jump off the floor and sit in a seat and put a seatbelt on. Um, yeah, and then I had to sit in his car and watch the video of me speeding and drifting across lanes with him. I got three points on my license. Were you impressed by your driving? I was, and and luckily, um, they don't take they take an average speed rather than your top speed at the time you're following. So I had an average speed of like ninety four point four miles an hour, or mm. something. And if it's over ninety five, you're in deep shit. Oof. Uh, I had three points for speeding, but it was nothing as sexy as that story. Uh, what was yours? 20 and a 30 and a 20? No, I think I was doing like a 70 and a 50 zone yeah. on the way to work. And I looked at the time and it was, <clears throat> yeah, like 20 minutes from work. But the time said I was going to start work in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 No contest. Everyone, everyone's guilty of speeding a little bit time to time. Yeah, I mean, not me, because my car don't go quick enough, but not at the moment anyway. It's nice to drive fast. But yeah. so you fancy yourself as you get older, you drive. Here. <laughs> hey, you fancy yourself as a bit of a go-karter, do you? Well, until I went go-karting with your two mates from Sweden that were unbelievably good at go-karting, and I've never claimed to be good at it again. <laughs> they were, they're light as a feather and they're clearly very good at go-karting anyway yeah yeah mandy makes sense comes in use your indicators then and anonymous participant says hey i'm just warning people that the old bill are watching now i want to point out to anonymous participant here the old bill aren't out in unmarked police cars looking for someone that hasn't indicated you don't think so I think unmarked police cars are generally looking out for specific people, wouldn't you say? It's well, quite an undercovery vibe to it. Yeah, they wouldn't want to blow their cover by pulling people over for not indicating. No, he, he must have looked shady as. I think if you don't indicate on three separate occasions, you're probably looking pretty shady. Yeah. But I wonder if, like, the police... They, they'll have their quota of what they need to numbers wise, what they need to get up to uh, for traffic yeah. arrest in certain areas. And they probably somebody's probably gone. We're, we're down on these numbers. Get out there with the last two days of the month to go. Something like that. And that could easily be done. But re- regardless, if you're not indicating. You're doing wrong. Yeah, and you deserve. You, are, and you, deserve you, you deserve your point. And, you know, when I got my fine and my points. I deserved mm. them for driving yeah. like a knob. Absolutely. I've always held up my hand whenever I've been in trouble with the police and stuff. I deserved what I got there. Yeah. Um, and then there's another, there's a parking thread from somewhere else. I can't remember the name of the village, but um, it starts with Peter Parker. I wish people would be more considerate when parking at Parade. One stop, three parking spaces I couldn't park in. And then he's got, a photo of parking spaces with cars just parked slightly over the lines and at angles and stuff. Yeah. Car call outs. Yeah. 
Carly Callout says, first world problems. <laughs> and once again, we drop into this whole, someone has an issue with something quite simple. Yeah. That everyone should have an issue with because it's a, it's a lack of courtesy. It's all it is. Yeah. And then and, we default to dead babies on the streets of Gaza all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't, you're not allowed to be annoyed by some, oh, first world problems. It just pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just annoyed me. It's not, it's not a game of the top trumps with, uh, you know, war and parking. Yeah. Um. So Peter Parker says to Carly, is one of them your car? And Carly says, no, I've got a life. <laughs> yeah that she spends fucking answering people on facebook exactly <laughs> uh, danny dower comes in and says you may think you have a life but you certainly don't have a sense of humor <laughs> i mean this has turned quickly yeah this is, this is <laughs> you've got people you've got people going at each other out of nowhere It's turned hostile so quickly. Yeah, it it it's always the first comment really that dictates the direction of the thread, isn't it? Yeah. Someone gets in early with first world problems. That's that's the way the thread's going. But Lenny Logistics tries to bring it back on point. He says the bays are too small. Wilma Warden. I can, I can, under, I can understand uh, if the car. It's parked at a dicky angle and mm. you're over the line in probably two different directions, then you're an arsehole. If you're parked too close to the cars next to you, then yeah, it's not your fault, is it? If the bay's too small, you just got well, to Wil work with Wilma Warden responds and says, The bays are not too small. My friend parks his massive truck between the lines with more than enough space. You just have to park straight. Uh -oh. yeah but lenny logistics comes back you can just about get an average car in the bays let alone a massive truck and then paula so pedant he's calling bullshit on that he's calling bullshit on that and then paula pedant comes in and says you can't park straight if the bays are at an angle and wilma says well parallel to the lines then and paula says that's better <laughs> if the lines are at an angle neil yeah and you park and there there's a row of them and they're all let's say i don't know a, a 20 degree angle yeah um does parking in them so that you are parallel to the lines make it a straight park or not well no you're parked at an angle but you park parallel to the lines aren't you so the where the lines are drawn don't dictate that that's a straight park because you'd say i drove straight in there oh yeah yeah okay well if i'm between the lines i'd have parked yeah, straight between the lines, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wilma right. Warden goes back to Paula and she says, do you park across them or in them then? And Paula says, I park where I want. Double yellow lines are my favourite or in someone's garden. I really don't care. 
<laughs> She's my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Brilliant. Wilma Warden can see she's on the back foot here because Paula Pedant got um, 18 likes for for that. So Wilma yeah. Warden's like, okay, the tide's turned against me. I'm going to try and befriend Paula. Um, and she says, four laughing emojis. What about in the middle of the road? Question mark, question mark. Lol, three kisses. Uh, cringy. Silence. Fucking... No no response from Paula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, the next That's person. To come... <laughs> yeah. She'd be better off just going, standing her ground and going back at her. Yeah. Well, she's now obviously reeling because she then is the next person to comment again. Wilma Warden. I'll take a picture next time. And if his if his white truck can fit, then their cars definitely can. All the pedants back. Please do. I look forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's Um, good. Yeah, she is. It'd be difficult to win win an argument with her, I think. Yeah, she's. She's got she's, just um, the right amount of uh, sarcasm. Yeah. She's not humor. being too rude. But she's being rude. Yeah. She's got you on the back foot straight away. Yeah. You you have to bring your A game and work hard to, to get one over her, I think. Yeah. But then Rebecca Reason comes in. And she says, the trouble is that it only takes one person parking badly and that knocks on because whoever then parks next to them is probably over the lines too. So those cars in the pictures might not have been the ones that originally parked badly. They might have just turned up and that was the angle that they had to park uh, in order to get in the gap. As someone else said, though, it's usually only for a few minutes at a time, so not the end of the world. Uh, I disagree there because in the in the fact that she thinks it's okay for the other people to go, oh, well, there's a knock-on effect. You find a spot that you can park in so that you've parked straight in between the lines. And if there's an if there's an angle, if there's somebody's over the line, you just have to give up that spot as it's it's gone. It's not available to anyone unless it's a motorbike. Right. So you're saying don't squeeze into a spot that someone else has sullied. Yeah, because then then you are part of the problem rather than. Yeah. You're creating that chain effect, that domino well, effect. Similar to the teaching and studying, the problem becomes endless. <laughs> not, to, not to mention the cooking. No. <laughs> and the raising the, the, and being a, a parent. Oh, that's <laughs> old fashioned. It's a Victorian when she says it like that. Yeah. I wonder if she yeah, so that's it. Off the Sabbath off uh, prayer. Um <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. But maybe maybe um, going back to that person, she could join our lookalike agency as Juliet Binoche. Yeah. We've now got Cruz, Damon, Binoche. That's some Hollywood A-listers. I have no idea who Binoche is. I couldn't tell you any. If you're telling me she's an actress, is she? Yeah. I couldn't tell you a single thing she's done. Neither could I, but I definitely know her. She's big. She's not big. She is. She's not. If I've never heard of her, she's not big. 
Is that what you base things on? Yeah, for sure. You'd never heard of Alexei Navalny? Uh, I had. I just didn't consider him famous enough for what you're referring to. <laughs> she was in The English Patient. She was in Chocolat. Uh, so Big she's films. an absolute wanky period drama job. Have you seen Chocolat? No. It's good. Yeah, good. Good for you. Um, oh, she was in a film called Damage. I think that's where I've heard of her. 1992. I think she might have been a bit kinky in it. Damage. Was that about the car crashes? No, that was Crash, wasn't it? Was that just Crash? Yeah. Um, I've got a new hot tip for you. TV viewing. Right. Okay. Masters of the Air. Masters of the Air. Oh, that's the new... Um... It's the new Tom Hanks, Spielberg, uh, Band of Brothers spin-off. Yeah, 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 I I want to watch that. I watched the first episode yesterday, and I delayed watching it, like, on my laptop so I could get the whole effect on the TV. Amazing. I actually think there's an argument for showing things like that weekly at the cinema. Oh, yeah, really get them coming in. How about that? Why aren't they doing that? A subscription model. A subscription. So, so say it's an eight episode thing. You, it doesn't cost as much as a full ticket. Yeah. Uh, it might be a little bit sort of off peak time or whatever, but you pay for your eight episodes. How long's an episode? An hour. An hour. Would you be bothered to go to the cinema for an hour? Yeah. Really, you don't seem convinced. And bearing in mind, this is your concept. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I would. I think it's a good idea. An hour. Why not? Or how about you uh, go and see two episodes back to back once yeah. a week? So yeah. You do it for a, a month. So you do it on a Sunday evening or something. Or, you know, you sign up to whichever day you want to do it. Or you can, I don't know, we work out the details. But I think that would be amazing watching that on at the cinema. I think you might be onto something. I think there's a lot of uh, like you couldn't do say like Grey's Anatomy because there's about 35 episodes per season. Yeah. But for things like uh, mini series and uh, series which only have about eight episodes, you could knock out a couple of back to backs. Yeah, and that is a blockbuster, isn't it? I'd imagine that Masters of the Air. You know, you yeah. want that surround sound. You want yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when they're firing up there and they're trying to, and they're getting shot and shot. I I didn't realise until it, it finished. I sort of slumped into my seat because I'd been so tense, like holding yeah. myself back from the action, like the bullets were flying. I think and most people would probably turn around and say, "Well, you just get yourself a surround system, be cheaper." But I like the cinema, and it, maybe it's, the idea is not for everyone, but I think it'd be, it'd work. Is it better than Saltburn? Well, it's very different, mm. but, and I've only seen one episode. And in the same way that the Pacific wasn't as good as Band of Brothers because also I was holding it up against Band of Brothers. Yeah, Pacific was very good. Eh? It was very good, but it was also you're you're going into it thinking you're getting yeah. Band of Brothers style action, and that was 
there's something more ch I like this there's more charm to the whole World War Two in Europe mm. I believe they um have you read the books about the Pacific uh, one of them's called helmet for my pillow and I can't remember what the other one's called they're really good mm, no I haven't mm, I'd recommend right on that note anyway um we've got to go yeah we do got things to do so there you go you think dear listeners you've been given two excellent recommendations one for a tv series and one for a book more recommendations yeah. will be coming next week i'd like to take this opportunity to say how sad i am to hear of steve wright's passing a colleague of the radio the airwaves of the airwaves yes mm. yes i i too am saddened by steve wright's passing did you hear Zoe Ball this morning on Radio 2? No, but I was in she the was car. In tears. Yeah, well, I was in the car driving home from work when she broke the news that that night. Uh, and she was in tears that night. And then every DJ that came on afterwards was in tears. Seems like he was a nice bloke that everyone liked. Yeah, had shit shirts though, didn't he? Oh, terrible uh, fashion sense. Yeah, but an incredible. I really loved uh, Sunday morning love songs. I did. I um, put in a fake request from my friend <laughs> his wife. Um, so they are now immortalised on Sunday morning love songs, which is lovely. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we could talk about Steve Wright for a good five minutes more, but we won't because we've got to go. Yeah. OK, well, until next week, listeners, keep sending your threads in. I'm really enjoying everything that's coming in. So keep sending it in. And who knows, it might make it onto the podcast. Get in touch with us on our socials. We're on X, we're on Instagram, we're on threads. Or you can email us at villageincrisis uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. Uh, until next yeah. week, Neil. Yeah. Bye-bye, Lee. Goodbye, Neil. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>